the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in the free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by Coors Light. Get Mountain Cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Roster brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday evening, 631 on the East Coast. Here to break down the NBA play-in tournament games happening on Tuesday evening. And we'll get into some other news happening around the NBA. Get you caught up on some injury news as well as we head into the NBA playoffs. And joining me to break everything down as he usually does on these Monday evening podcasts, my main man on the East Coast, Zach Broner. Zach, how are you feeling this uh, Monday evening, my man? I'm feeling good, bro. It was best time of the year for me in sports i think uh yesterday being as much of a dud as like the fact that the last day of the season there was not one competitive game Mm -hmm. was almost the perfect tune-up for the playoffs because it kind of like reminds us where we're headed and where we've been so hopefully hopefully i mean i think the play in chase does help to address that but going Mm -hmm. forward i think the idea is to continue tinkering with the regular season format probably be more motivation for that um but yeah, we got a bunch of great play-in games. Uh, this Wolves Clippers game, I'm really excited. I think that's going to be a great game with a lot of like bigger narratives too. Obviously, Nets Cavs as well, and then um, the playoffs after that with some really intriguing matchups. So I know we have some injuries to get to before, but pumped for these games. Yeah, man, this this season just went by just so fast in the NBA as it usually does. But you know, as a, as an NBA fan, as an NBA better, it doesn't get more exciting than the NBA playoffs. So we have the what next. About two months of NBA playoffs as we get, you know, through the play-in tournaments to the first rounds and then eventually to the NBA finals. But, um, yeah, like you mentioned, we'll we'll get into the two uh, play-in tournament games here tonight. And kind of wanted to start right off the bat here with some injury news uh, that are kind of leading into the play-in tournaments and game ones, or at least the first round of the playoffs here. And I want to start with the most recent injury that we got news on last night was Luka leaving the game for the Dallas Mavericks, what has been classified as a strained um, calf injury for him. I know he is scheduled to get an MRI today. We're all kind of waiting for the results of that and see what, how, how bad it is for Luca. But, you know, Zach, it, it almost seems like this could have been avoided for the Dallas Mavericks. I know they kind of wanted to play for that or try to catch the Dallas, uh, sorry, the Golden State Warriors for that three seed, but, they were kind of comfortably up by 18 while Luca was in that game when he sustained that injury. But what are kind of your takeaways um, from the injury, at least for Luca? And do you think it's going to be 
it's going to be serious or what have you kind of because I know you do a fantastic job of, of, you know, finding, um, finding out news on some of these players and their injury or what's going on. Yeah. I mean, the Luca injury, obviously it was tough to see. Um, I mean, I think there was some talk about wh- what was the motivation like at the moment um, for them, but to me, it's just, it, it, it kind of sucks some of the life out of Dallas Hopefully he is fine. It seems like they are optimistic at the moment or that was early reports. Yeah. But if he's going to be gimpy or something like that, it's going to be similar to what we've seen in the past where he's trying to carry this team on his shoulders. And um, yeah, it's just unfortunate timing for the injury. We'll obviously know more when the MRI does come out. But mm-hmm. the immediate reaction was this type of injury. It's, it, it probably will linger at least somewhat. Um, so yeah. it does. I think Dallas was kind of one of those teams like a fringe championship contender. I would probably have to downgrade them a bit here. Utah is a team that I think people wanted to fade. I think that might be, I know you guys previewed the series last night, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of, I think might open things up a bit for them to um, be kind of a sneaky post hype sleeper in that, in that series and get to a matchup versus the Suns, which is a team that they obviously did not have the same quality regular season, but potentially um, get a seven game series, kind of be a litmus test for where Utah is at. So to me, the injury, uh, Obviously, we'll know more once once the MRI comes out. But unfortunate timing, yeah. um, but really just bad luck, and uh, it it would probably downgrade Dallas a bit in my eyes, regardless. Yeah, I mean, you know, we kind of get to this time of year where you see reasons why most coaches want to sit their superstar players down, right? And I think this is a prime example of that situation where you know this could have been avoided and and leaving Luca. Uh, on the bench, maybe for the second half. I understand that you know you 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 don't want to have that rust going into the playoffs, and you let you let some of your guys play because they're not their game one is not till Saturday against Utah on their home floor. But it's unfortunate, especially the the, the caliber of a player Luca is, especially to that Dallas organization where you don't have a clear cut second best player on this roster. You don't have that coach superstar or all star on this roster next to Luca that, Hey, if he's gimpy that you have another guy that can, you know, take on the, the, the offensive, I guess, output and, and be that contributor and not have to rely on Luca so much. So now I'm trying to see if there's any update right now, as of right now, we haven't seen um, an update. Maybe that comes out later today uh, or overnight um, for the extent of the injury, but I think yeah, it will linger from what I've read, Zach, that, Cap strains usually take about two to three weeks for them to completely heal, especially, you know, in today's NBA where guys are resting and things like that, that, you know, Luca has dealt with injuries, like ankle injuries and shoulders injuries and knees injuries in the past, but I don't, it, I don't think it'll keep him off the court, but I think it's definitely going to linger for Luca. Um, going over some other injury news. I did see quickly that I guess we can discuss that when we get to the Nets and Cavs game, but Another player I want to touch on, and you dropped a, a very interesting tweet a couple of days ago or last week in the NBA Slack channel, was the a trainer for Kawhi Leonard um, gave an update on that. I'm going to let you take that because you you found all these gems for us in the in the on the Twitterverse. So you, I want you to dig into that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely followed too many accounts. It was, I mean, it was, just, it was completely speculatory as to if Kawhi comes back. This Clippers team does look very scary. Um, Kawhi is a guy that in the past has been kind of unpredictable. So um, I know I was listening to uh, Bill Simmons podcast, I guess last night, he said that he heard that Kawhi was doing three on three. So, I mean, their game is tomorrow. Uh, The playing game, it would be obviously shocking to see Kawhi come on, come off the injury report for that. But the possibility is there, Uh, you know, 
as it is for Jamal Murray too. You don't really have any information on this. I know you speculated with the Steph Curry injury as well that you know there is going to be maybe some smoke screening here to help like fuck mess with game plan and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, so you, you never really know at this time of year. Kawhi, he's out there. Uh, same thing for for Jamal and 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 I guess Steph. You could kind of put them in that camp as well. Um, as compared to guys like maybe a Jared Allen in this Cleveland Brooklyn game, it seems like he is out. Um, mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward also being shut down. No information on John Collins yet either. So yeah. there are a lot of uh, question marks out there across the landscape. But Kawhi coming back would obviously have massive implications for this uh, title race and. Even without Kawhi coming back, if they get into that side of the bracket, if they win this first game, uh, they get into the bracket with uh, the Grizzlies, Warriors, and um, the Nuggets. Yeah, I think the Clippers could certainly be competitive there. So, um, with or without Kawhi, a team to watch, um, and just going to be really interesting to see where kind of where they stack up against the Wolves, who are a team that had a better record, uh, advanced metrics like them better, but um, younger and, and less experienced, and we haven't really seen them on this stage other than that one series with uh cat and Jimmy Butler together. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen with, with Kawhi that him and his, in his camp usually take their time coming back from injury to make sure that he's hundred percent, uh, that he wants to be out there, uh, and he's feeling great. Um, for me that he is participating in three on three and, and on court activities. I think that's a good sign. If you're a Clippers fan, um, you know, if they possibly get to the second round, maybe we see him then, but you know, we've seen stranger things happen in the NBA. So that's one of the other injuries I do want to touch on. And the other one you touched on, Steph Curry, you know, I think Steve Kerr says, I'm starting to understand his sarcasm sometimes uh, yeah. following uh, Steve Kerr for all these years. And I, I personally think that Steph Curry will be ready um, for game one. Come, um, I think their game is on Sunday, I believe, against the Denver Nuggets, if I'm not mistaken. But I think Steph Curry should be ready to go possibly there. Um, but have you seen anything otherwise about Steph Curry if, if he's leaning towards maybe not playing? No, I think I saw, I think I saw, obviously what you saw, the Steve Kirk quotes may or may not play. I think there is, you, you could read that a million ways, like you said. Um, yeah. And um, I haven't seen anything else regarding that. It seemed, I mean, the original plan was for him to come back during the last week of the regular season. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to secure that three seed without him, which was a successful. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm guessing we're, we're going to see Steph. But there was no reason, reason to doubt that we would. Um, but obviously still up in the air. And it, it is interesting, you know, they're gonna, they, they've only played, I think, what, a quarter this year with, with Clay, Steph, and Draymond all on the floor together. And yeah. they still have this question of, you know, where does Jordan Poole fit in the hierarchy when he comes back? Who's who's the fifth member of the closing five? You know, is Jordan Poole going to come off the bench? He kind of struggled in that role and flourished when he had an expanded role with injuries. So they still kind of have some stuff to figure out. Obviously, between Steph, Clay, and Draymond, they have that championship pedigree uh, in terms of playing together. But yeah. um, ho- hopefully Steph gets back. And, and the matchup against Denver, Denver's a team that they they are also kind of limping in, in, in here and they're nervous most likely not getting back their you know support pieces that they would like to have so it mm-hmm. definitely shapes up like a, a good draw for golden state like i said that that side of the bracket i think phoenix and utah um are two teams that it's nice to be opposite from and i could really see anybody coming from that two three six seven setup uh whether that's memphis or golden state um so yeah ho- steph uh 
if, if all things considered, he will be back at some point in the playoffs. Maybe he misses game one or two. I still think that, that they will be favored at home without Steph uh, against this Nuggets team. So uh, looking forward to seeing what happens there. Yeah, and uh, again, I, we haven't seen much on the other two guys for the Denver Nuggets, like you mentioned, Jamal Murray um, and Michael Porter Jr. I mean, there were some rumblings that they could come back, but I, I just don't see that it'll it, that he. I think that if they do get past Golden State, maybe they come back at that point, but I just don't see it happening in the first round right now. Um, if those two guys are coming back, uh, Zach, anything else that you want to get off your chest before we dive into the playing tournament? Is there anything that you've kind of seen worth mentioning as we kind of get into the NBA playoffs? Uh, no, let's do it. Let's, let's get into the game. All right, let's do this. Let's take one quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll dive into the uh, two playing tournament games happening on Tuesday evening. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet's $10 win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $100 thousand dollars and of course don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the wins own build your own bit bet feature that's right same game parlays with the wins own build your own bet feature there's so much to choose from and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today offer something to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 it's that time, the NBA playoffs, and SGPN is offering NBA playoffs bracket challenge. We're giving away $500 in their bracket challenge. Completely free to enter, just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA playoffs, or hit the contest link in the SGPN app for your chance to win $500. It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever before. And sometimes we forget to take a second to, for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you always feel like you're always on work, friends, family, and million social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7? Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Mountain cold refreshment, it's really made to chill. Like I said, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. When I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, coming off of the break, let's dive into these two NBA playing tournament games here on Tuesday night. The first game on the board here. Uh, Zach, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers headed into Brooklyn to take on the Nets. We're currently seeing a line of a minus eight and a half over on win bet for the Brooklyn Nets, total of 228 and a half. Um, injury report pretty clean for both of these teams here. I think the only questionable tag or the one that is going to be out is uh, Goran Dragic. Seth Curry is probable for this game. I expect him to play. For the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, Jared Allen is officially out for this game for the uh, for the Cavs. Um, but other than that, pretty much, I'm sorry, Gordon Dragic is actually available for this game. He was in health and safety protocols, so uh, we might see some Gordon Dragic here as well. But 
Zach, let me kick it to you here first, man. Uh, minus eight and a half for the Brooklyn Nets hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers in the 7-8 seven, eight, seven, eight matchup. Yeah, I think I also saw us, uh, like you said, Drogic back and Seth Curry. I think he was mentioning in an interview today that he might be like somewhat limited in his minutes. He's had a gimpy ankle for the past like month or so now. Yeah. So that's definitely something to keep in mind with Brooklyn. In terms of this game, I mean, it definitely feels like a lot of people are penciling in Brooklyn into that set into that seven seed. And yeah, Cleveland's a team that has they have injury issues, obviously, with Jared Allen and um they kind of have they've fallen off the horse a little bit down the stretch of the season. That being said, I mean, this is still a team that they have Darius Garland who can be an offensive engine and certainly um, against this Nets defense, like we've seen them struggle to really stop anybody. So, you know, a nice game from Darius Garland with some re- reasonable shooting around him. I mean, I, I don't think Cleveland's going to really struggle to score in this game. Obviously, they will have their own issues guarding Brooklyn. Um, this game the other night, I think, closed eight and a half as well, right? They, they, they played basically similar. Mobley played in that game. Yeah. Um, I think I saw the market popping around there. I definitely saw a seven earlier in the day, and then it expanded. Obviously, Brooklyn got up, I think, by like 15, 20 in that game. Then Cleveland came back, took a 10-point lead of their own. Um, with the Nets' lack of defense and their lack of like consistent mentally being locked in, to me, this is a game that I'm looking to definitely play live like i think you're probably gonna see some big time lead swings in this game just with the nature of how brooklyn plays like they, they lock in for six minutes and they look like world beaters then they kind of take it take a foot off the gas and cleveland has what it takes to um put up some runs of their own so maybe like a largest lead prop i haven't seen one of the one of those posted yet if that's out there like a 15 or 16 uh, i would like that to go over mm-hmm. and i'm gonna take cleveland with the eight and a half here i mean okay I still think Brooklyn probably wins, but this just feels like a lot of points for a Nets team that their back isn't really up against the wall yet, right? Like, I still can't yeah. totally trust them. Um, this is this is not a must-win game yet, um, even though it feels like uh, once they get into the playoffs, they'll maybe have some sort of uh, some ability to relax a bit. But, sure. um, yeah, eight and a half feels like a lot of points. And for a game that I think Cleveland is live to win. Um, okay. You know, um, I, and this is, I, I just think we've gone a little bit to the nets. Yes. Close the season. Well, you know, they're, they're in the, they got the seven seed. They're not, they're in the, the first playing game, but um, this is still an eight and a half point spread against a team that is, you know, league average or maybe a little bit better than that. And I think Cleveland has what it takes to stay in this game, especially um, given Brooklyn's uh, lack of defensive uh, expertise. Yeah, I think what kind of concerns me is that, you know, the stat is out there about how Brooklyn has not performed well against the spread all season long on their home floor, whether it's been as an underdog or it's been in a a, a home favorite situation. And I think may, people may be looking at that and saying, hey, OK, we automatically got to take Cleveland here. And that's the part that concerns me. And as much as I do want to take huh. Cleveland here. I think Cleveland is going to be a public dog from just what my gut is telling me. And okay. I, I, I'm leaning towards taking Brooklyn here minus eight and a half. I don't think that they want to be in that situation where they have to play an extra game against the, you know, the loser of that nine tenth seed, whether it's Charlotte or whether it's Atlanta. Um, and again, Brooklyn, like you mentioned, they played really well down the stretch post all-star break for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. 
they were, I believe, nine and 16 in their final 24, sorry, nine and 15 in their final 24 games here. They've kind of fallen off defensively as well. Shockingly, the Brooklyn Nets are number eight over the last 10 games in uh, defensive rating. I know they haven't played the greatest quality of opponents, and they kind of do let up in the second half a little bit, but I think this is going to be a game where Kevin Durant is just going to showcase why he's one of the best players, if not the best scorer and best basketball players in the world. And Kyrie Irving got into a great groove over the last couple of games. I know he had a game where he yeah. had a really bad shooting night, but he's Kyrie Irving's looking like the guy uh, that we're used to seeing on the basketball court. And I think you're going to get contributions from guys like Andre Drummond on the defensive side. Kessler Edwards got some run in the last game for them as well. Patty Mills, a veteran guy who's been in multiple you know, championship runs and a veteran guy that has that playoff experience. So I think this is where this kind of kind of out and take care of business. So I'm leaning towards taking the Brooklyn Nets here, but I, I kind of take that with a grain of salt because of their ATS record here. But um, thoughts on the total here, uh, Zach, I feel like we're kind of, it's probably over or no bet for me just because of these two offenses and what they're capable of. But do you have any thoughts on the total? Yeah, I think it's an over for me as well. Um, yeah, maybe even with the with the with the spread, I may lean towards more of like a Cleveland team total over. Like, yeah. I feel like they're gonna they're gonna succeed against the Nets defense, and it's just a question of do the Nets go nuclear or not, which is like with their firepower, it's a likely outcome, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Cleveland doesn't have a big wing defender to match up really against KD. Like, are you gonna put Mobley on KD? I mean, Mobley's been great. First of all, do you want to take your best help defender without Jared Allen out of the paint and put him on KD, test him on the perimeter? That leaves the things wide open for Kyrie to drive. You know, maybe do they put Andre Drummond on the floor to mash? So I think the matchups are going to be interesting here because Cleveland can go with this like all off. If they put Kevin Love at center with Markinen, um, you know, around Darius Garland, like yeah. that's going to be a really spaced floor. And I think Brooklyn's going to have a hard time guarding them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Kevin Love obviously will get roasted as a by switch hunting with, with Kyrie or KD. Yeah. I think this might be a game where we look again for KD to be an assist guy. We see, we saw him what 16 assists against Indiana. They went with some gimmicky junk defenses, like a zone. They were doubling KD on the catch. So given that if you're Cleveland from personnel perspective, you're probably just going to try to put like Okoro on Kyrie and mm-hmm. then make things difficult for KD with doubles and throwing stuff at him. So yeah. is this a game where KD is passing more, um, like could Brooklyn shooters get off? I think we could definitely see that. Like if Cleveland's like, okay, we're going to do everything we can not to get beat by KD and Kyrie. Um, or do they go with the approach of we're going to let them get theirs and everyone else, you know, we're going to, we're going to shut off, which I think is maybe, maybe what people think we're going to see with Boston where they're kind of content. To, if, if we do get that matchup, they're more content to let KD and Kyrie get their scoring. So um yeah, to me, it would be a, a, a Cleveland team total over. I, I like the over, obviously. I think both teams are going to struggle to guard, and I'm fascinated to see the matchups. I mean, there's a, there's a chance that all this Evan Mobley talk, we're going to see him guarding Kevin Durant one-on-one in the perimeter in a playoff atmosphere. That would be a really yeah. big moment for uh, for a rookie that is being very heralded on the defensive end. It would be a very big test for him. Yeah, 100%. And I'm really looking forward to this uh, matchup because, you know, we have the young guys of the Cleveland Cavaliers getting first playoff experience. I mean, Evan Mobley being in that playoff atmosphere, or you know, it is a playoff atmosphere because it's a play-in tournament type of game. So, you know, you win and you're into the playoffs. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Last question before we get over to the, uh, the second game of the night here, Zach. One player that you're looking out for on the net side outside of KD and Kevin Durant to kind of step up and, and, and kind of be that X factor for them to get them over the, to get this victory for them. Who do you think that player is going to be? Uh, this is a few guys I'm looking at. 
I'm looking at Bruce Brown and Seth Curry. I, I think okay. Seth Curry is going to need to emerge like as much as anybody else on this team, if healthy, I feel like he's locked into their closing five in the playoffs, right? I mean, he, he has his angle situation, but he is a 6'3 shooter who's proven it in this league time and time again. And I think he needs to, with all the uncertainty surrounding Ben Simmons, I feel like Seth Curry needs to emerge as like a, a solid third banana. He is going to be in the game, you know, playing 40 minutes a night alongside KD and, and Kyrie. Um you know, I, I can't believe I just described Seth Curry as, as a third banana. But, like, you know what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah. I, I would love to see him come, be, like, a 17-point-per-game guy. You're knocking down big threes. Um, I want to see him kind of step into that role. And then Bruce Brown as well. He's a guy who last year totally emerged in the playoffs, kind of lost it at the end of that Buck series. But he looked like another really dynamic piece. Um, his three-pointer has been falling recently. That makes them even more impossible to guard. So does he keep that going? Does Cleveland guard him? Like, are they are they just going to be like you could have the ball? Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, those will be two guys I'm looking at for um, for Brooklyn, and then for Cleveland, it's Evan Mobley. Like, is he going to is he going to be a second scorer? Like, what does he do on the offensive end? He quietly kind of has had some struggles on that end, being pretty inefficient. Doesn't do much other than dunks and layups right now. Yeah. Um, so, what kind of offensive game does he have against a team that doesn't really have good personnel to match up with him? And you know how versatile can he be on defense with a matchup that potentially has KD? But very, very excited for this game. Um, like you said, it. I'm surprised that you that you have that your read is that Cleveland's going to be a public dog. I, I feel like all I've heard is, but that's because I've heard a lot of people penciling in the Nets to win this game. Yeah, I haven't heard much talk on the spread yet. So, but but I've had have seen a lot of people penciling in like Boston, Brooklyn, as I as I've done myself in this podcast. So I can't really be complaining. Yeah, I think when you talk about the Brooklyn Nets, you talk about, you know, KD and Kyrie, right? I think that's the whole narrative behind this Brooklyn Nets team that, hey, you have these two guys on the floor that they can beat anybody on any given night. And, and you know, maybe I am missing something. I'll dig into a little more. But I, right now, for me, I'm leading towards the Nets. Um, anything else for this game, Zach, before we get uh, to the last one of the night? No, um, I'm excited. I mean, I think it's hard to kind of tell. Last thing in this game, it's hard to kind of tell what Steve Nash, like what his – role is on this team just because they they have been a very kd driven team and that's worked out but steve nash in the playoffs again um can he get the most out of this team they're gonna have a really hard road they're gonna have to manage it and they're gonna have to come up with some stuff uh to to get through this path of playing into being a, a back half, back half seed so excited to see what we get at steve nash and kind of where he falls in the coaching rankings going into next year yeah, one hundred percent. I think this, like you said, it's going to, this game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. As are all the play in games here, Zach. Uh, let's take one more break here. We'll come back and then we will dive into the second game of the night between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers, or Clippers. I mean. <laughs> It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever right now. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second and enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're always on? Work, friends, family, and many million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24 7. sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button and that's why you reach for a Coors Light it's made to chill there's only one beer that's out there literally made to chill and that's Coors Light the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold that way you always know when it's time to chill when you need to hit the reset 
Just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. So all you gotta do is head over to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP to get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart. And remember, to always res- celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode actually doesn't protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prowling eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting 9 months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash S-G-P. All right, coming off of the break, we have two games on the schedule. Uh, getting into the second game of the night here, we have the Los Angeles Clippers headed to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves here. And I'm currently seeing a line over on win bet of minus three for the Minnesota Timberwolves on their home floor with a total of 230. Uh, no injury report submitted for either of these teams, but I think everybody that's expected to play will be playing. Obviously, we talked about Kawhi earlier. Uh, do not expect him to play at all. Um, but I uh, did see that D'Lo missed the last game uh, with illness, but he did get cleared. He will be playing in this game for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Zach, quickly want to run through the head-to-head numbers here for both of these squads this season. They did match up. Uh, four times this season and Clippers took three out of the four matchups um, from the Minnesota Timberwolves. They won games by 11, 20 and 27, and they lost the most recent game against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves where they won that game by 18 points. So um, pretty dominant for what we've seen from the Clippers so far uh, this season against the Minnesota Timberwolves, which those three games I believe were with Paul George. So, um, let me start with the side here with uh, uh, your handicap on this game, Zach. What do you think in Clippers plus three against the Minnesota Timberwolves here? Yeah, I was a bit surprised to see this line where it was. I think I threw in the Slack channel. I thought that there was a chance that the Clippers would be favored in this game. Yeah. Um, and this is a – I'm really, really excited for this matchup. I mean, this is kind of like as, as good as the Lakers-Warriors playing game last year. The Timberwolves – they won what, like 40 set, 46, 47 games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a good team. And then you have the Clippers who were in the conference finals a year ago. And I know it's not related to the handicapping, but 
I, 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 I want to see what Carl Anthony Towns has in him in these play in this play in game and in the like. You're you're Carl Anthony Towns. You've been you're you're kind of stuck behind Jokic and Embiid, but still, I feel like people are really high on this guy as like a third team type center, top fifteen player. Like, I want to see Cat. The other team's best player is Paul George. Like, yeah. You, I want to see Cat be the best player on the floor in this game. Like, if if I, I I don't have a memory of him like having any like big moments in his career um, like this. Like Paul George is a great player, probably in that same ten to fifteen range. Like if you're calling the towns, like I would love to see him put on a performance that rem- that shows people like I could be a, the other team's best player. It's not KD. It's not Luca. Like we're not asking that type of you. We're asking you. You know outshine Paul George on a national stage. I think that would be a good like first step for Cat in terms of this superstar narrative for his career. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but I'm just excited to see what he brings. Yeah, I think like this is the moment for Carl yeah. Anthony Towns. Like like you've been working all season. Yeah, you're in the playing bracket, but you had the opportunity to make the playoffs after a very long time for that Minnesota Timberwolves organization, right? You have your guys that you wanted to play with, with D-Lo. You drafted Anthony Edwards, yeah. um, you know, to be part of your future, and you kept this core together. There was a lot of rumors of Carl Anthony Towns wanting to be – or was, was he going to be traded? Was he going to be around with Minnesota for the long haul? But they've had a pretty good season here. They, are in, they have this opportunity now as the eighth seed here to win and get into the playoffs as a seven seed. Now the advantage in this game is, is that, you know, whichever team loses, they still have an opportunity to get in as an eight seed. And I, I personally think Zach, I don't know about you, but I think these are going to be the two teams that are going to be a seven, eight seed um, in the Western conference. And yeah, I'm excited for this game. I was really surprised to see this line at plus three as well uh, for the Clippers. And you kind of take a look at the stats, at least over the last 10 games. And, it's really been since the Clippers got Paul George back. Their offense over the last five games of the season, number two in the entire league, right behind Boston defense. They're number one in um, defensive rating, net rating, number one in the entire league over the last five games. If I kind of filter that down by uh, 10 games, uh, their offensive rating then goes, is that still in the top 10 at number six? Defensive rating does drop a little bit um, to number 14, but again, this team has just so much depth on this team. When you when you talk about outside of Paul George, what they've been able to do this season, Robert Covington, they picked up Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson, uh, Nicholas Batum. Um, the list goes on. And Terrence, man, this list goes on and on. And just I, I just keep on imagining that if they do get Kawhi Leonard back, if they do advance yeah. into the first round of the playoffs, is that this team is going to be very dangerous coming, you know, from going from series to series, but at least for this game, I do like the Clippers here to take care of business. Uh, Ty Lue, I think there's a significant coaching mismatch in this game between Ty Lue and Chris Finch. Um, he's just great at making those halftime adjustments. So let's say the Clippers are down at um, the half. They can make those adjustments and take off in the second half of games. We've seen that a lot of times from this Clippers organization and this, this coaching staff and the players. So I do like the plus three here. Um, you have anything else for at least for the total here? And then we can maybe get into some of the X's and O's like we did for the previous game, but anything for the total here? Uh, I kind of, I think I can see it's going under. I mean, I think that uh, the Clippers are a team that definitely will re- rely on that three point shot uh, to get hot. Um, and I think that their, their kind of scrappy style is going to pose some problems for Minnesota. Um, so I do like the Clippers plus three as well. Um lean to the under here. Um, but you know me, I'm excited to talk X's and O's. So make your total pick. Cause you, you're, you're the sharp guy in the totals. And then we can get into it. Yeah. I, I think it's tough because I feel like 
with the defense that the Clippers have been playing, I think they can either, number one, slow this game down and, and play really good half-court defense. And at the same time, I think that they can get whatever they want offensively because this Minnesota Timber, uh, Timberwolves team, at least over the last 10 games here, they rank number 27 in the entire league in defensive rating. And if I filter that down by five, uh, the last five games, they are also right down there at number 25. So I think that when your defense is not playing well, especially when it's a play in tournament game where you, when you, where you're, where if you win, you're in, you still have that back, that, that kind of that back seat where you have another game, you have another opportunity to get in. But for me, I would lean towards the under in this game. The one over I probably do like is the Clippers team total in this game. Um, again, offensively, this team can knock down three point shots. Um, Minnesota, they, they've been pretty decent over the last five games uh, defending the three-point shot, but I think this is a game where Paul George, Reggie Jackson, Nicholas Batum, Terrence Mann, those guys can get off from the three-point line, um, and I think that they can have success from there as well. So I would take Clippers team total to go over, and I do think we'd like the plus three, but you're, you're, you're a guy that nails the handicaps on the X's and O's, so what are you kind of looking at in, the, in some of these defensive offensive matchups for this game? Yeah, I'm just looking at for the Clippers, they have so many ways to play, and they have so many personnel options. Like you said, with their depth, getting back Powell and Paul George, they have a plethora of styles they can bring at Minnesota. Um, whereas to me, Minnesota, I kind of feel uh, they have some optionality, but I more so feel like we know what we're going to get out of them. Ton of Carl Anthony Towns pick and pops, Anthony Edwards isos, um, and look that that that's a good way to play, especially with how how good Cat's been offensively. I think for if you look at Minnesota, we can start there. I mean, what do they do yeah. at what do they do at the power forward position? What do they do with the shooting? They have options um, with personnel. Like, do you want to play potentially a non shooter in in Jared Vanderbilt or or J Mac or or do you try to go with um, maybe a smaller lineup, bring Anthony Edwards up to the four, bring in Malik Beasley, bring in Pat Bev. Um, you know, who, who, who's going to be out there for them in terms of those two positions? Because if you put all that shooting out there, you basically become impossible to guard because of yeah. Kat's ability to space the floor. If you put a couple non-shooters, but, but you severely limit your defense on the other end. Like they have a lot of offense defense choices, especially when it comes down to Beasley versus someone like a Vanderbilt. Right. Um, on the offensive end, though, if you do put out like a Jared Vanderbilt, that is a guy for the Clippers to help off of. And they're going to have these pesky type defenders where they're going to come around and scrap and make life difficult for Carl Anthony Towns and show different looks to Edwards and, and Russell. And I think that can make things a little bit more difficult and kind of play into that more hectic style that we saw the Clippers impose on Utah uh, and even Phoenix at times last last year. So. To me, that's a, that'll be interesting for what, what Minnesota wants to do offensively. And then for the Clippers, I mean, are they going to – is Zubach and Hartenstein going to play in this game? Like, what are your kind of thoughts? Like, they their identity in the playoffs last year was going small, five out, um, with Batum and, you know, Morris at, at, at as de facto centers with Paul George out there. They have Covington, too, now. Uh, Powell, a lot of – Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, yeah. a ton of guys, Terrence Mann, all these names that, they, that help them go small – but you do have Carl Anthony Towns out there. I mean, I don't doubt Marcus Morris or Batum in that matchup as mm -hmm. much as maybe the height would indicate. But yeah. what do you think they do? Do they go small at the gate? Do they try to give Zubac a chance? I think you probably start with Zubac and, and see kind of how that goes. And I'm kind of looking at the numbers right now for Carl Anthony Towns over his last three games that he played this season against the Clippers. And he he's really struggled. And, and he only had one good game where he had 20 points. That's the highest he had. 
last game uh, when he did play in on November 13th of last year, he had eight points, eight rebounds in 31 minutes, shot three of 11 from the field. The first game or in November, at the beginning of the month, they had, I think, a back-to-back situation. 36 minutes he played, 18 points, 11 rebounds, a six of 16 from the field. So I think that if they kind of go back and look at the game tape and see kind of what worked for Ty Lue in that defense against Carl Anthony Towns, if you're able to slow down Carl Anthony Towns, then you're relying on, okay, then D'Lo has to go out and, and have that offense, offensive output. Then you have to rely on Anthony Edwards to you know score buckets for you because they've what, what I'm seeing from right now, at least from the numbers, they're doing a great job. And like you said, they have the options that say, Zubat starts on Cat, and that's not going well. Then you could throw a guy like Robert Covington at him, right? Because yeah. Rocco is one of the more underrated defenders in this league. He has the height. He has the length. He has the quickness to stay, or at least try and stay in front of Carl Anthony Towns. So the options that Ty Lu has, I think, can really you know neutralize what Carl Anthony Towns is able to do in this game. And then it's kind of going to come down to, for me, is what is what do you get out of D-Low and what do you get out of uh, Ant in this game, right? Yeah. And if those two guys offensively are able to produce and and kind of, you know, take the pressure off of Carl Anthony Towns, I think that's why what might make the difference for, for uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves in this game. But I think more and more that we're talking about here, Zach, it just feels like there are enough options for this Clippers team defensively at least to throw at these guys on, on the Minnesota side offensively. So for me, I'm really liking what the Clippers are going to be able to do tomorrow night from a defensive standpoint. Offensively, you know we what they can do, especially with Paul George back with them. But I think defensively, this team yeah. can really, especially in the half court where the game slows down, I think that's where they can really give them fits on the in, in half court offense to the Minnesota Timberwolves team. Yeah, definitely. I, I think a couple other wild cards. I mean, Pat Bev, I'm sure, is going to do some stuff in this game. Yeah. You like, you know, whatever your thoughts on him as a player, he's going to be involved in this game. He'll bring his intensity to it. And I think that'll be big for Minnesota to kind of get energy up. Yeah. Ty Lue, you know, I should have brought this up too. Ty Lue is quite possibly the best playoff coach we have in the NBA regular season two with, the, with yeah. what they did this year, despite injury. So I'm ex- you know, he should have a solid edge in this game. And the other thing is, I mean, we kind of talked about this with Kevin Durant, like, the Wolves don't really have that quality wing size defender to throw at Paul George. Like yeah. Paul George is 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 going to be able to shoot over um, some of these more pests, like a, like a Pat Bed. If you want to throw him on Paul George, no doubt that he can get generate some highlights probably. But mm-hmm. I still like PG in that matchup. Yeah. Um, and you know that's going to leave Anthony Edwards spending some time on Paul George, and that's a big test um, yeah. in Anthony Edwards' first playoffs here or first play in game and. Look, I think this game is going to have extreme intensity just because of the quality of the two teams and the, like you said, I I would heavily favor the loser of this game over in New Orleans or San Antonio. But yeah. the stakes here, if you get into that Memphis bracket, um, you know, no disrespect to Memphis as much as I maybe am dismissing them as a playoff team, like the Clippers or Wolves would have a, would have a shot in that series. If you go into Phoenix, it's going to be really hard. Maybe maybe Kawhi does come back, but. Phoenix, I would take in a landslide of either of these teams. Like the playoffs open up from the seventh spot in the West. Uh, yeah. So this is a huge game. Minnesota at home, like putting their young core to the test in a game that, you know, the, 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 there's going to be no, no, no tears cried for Minnesota if they lose this game, right? They're favored. Um, and I know we're both taking the Clippers, but I am excited to see how Minnesota kind of handles this spot. And, they're a team that, you know, headed in maybe not a championship contender this year, but they're on the rise in terms of teams that we're going to be seeing 
in the playoffs for years to come. So yeah, big moment. Um, really excited for this game and hopefully uh, it should be a good Minnesota crowd too. I mentioned this on the show this morning with, uh, or sorry, this afternoon what we did with Sean and Ryan uh, to kind of do a, a brief uh, NBA playoffs preview is I said, I feel like this Minnesota Timberwolves team is in the next year or two can be what the Memphis Grizzlies are this year. Because they, they, they last year, Memphis got that taste of being in the play in tournament and in the playoffs. And they were really able to take off after that, this, uh, this season in Minnesota, they have the players, right? Cat is, you know, I feel like he's so still underrated because he's in the Minnesota market. Anthony Edwards is still going to continue to develop. This is only a second year in the league. He's going to go into that third year in the league. You have D low as well. And they're going to add more pieces around him. So, you know, Chris Finch has done a fantastic job with his team. Um, Buying in on the defensive end as well. It's kind of slacked over the last 10 games here, but I think that this is a, 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 Huge game for both Minnesota and the Clippers. And I think that, you know, I think both of these teams are going to be into the playoffs this year. I think the loser will go out and beat either New Orleans or San Antonio come. Uh, I believe that game is going to be on Friday. So definitely look out for that for sure. Um, anything else for this game, uh, Zach, before we close it out with best bets? Uh, let's get the best bets uh, now. But I the, the Luka Doncic uh MRI results to just drop. So let's talk about that after. All right. So let's do this. Let's uh, take a quick break here. We'll come back. We'll get into best bets and then we'll get you guys an update on the Luca MRI results. We'll be right back and we'll hear from our sponsors. There are never enough things to gamble on. And the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and build and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry, the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America market sports, America buys and sells sports bets. It's Masters Week, and if you haven't used PropSwap to go for the green, then you are missing out. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite golfers, and then you sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling their golfers all tournament long. This allows you to win over and over without your golfer ever touching the green jacket. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot ticket sales, a loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, uh, Zach, you want to get to the news first or do you want to get to the Luca news first? Or best bets first or Luca? Let's do, let's do our best bets first. Okay. Keep it, yeah, keep it here for the people. Okay, why don't you uh, kick it off? Sure. I'm going to go. My best bet's going to be Cleveland team total over 110. Okay. Um, Ooh, I yeah. like that. 
I like, yeah, I, li- I like the over in this game. I, I, I do like the eight and a half, but after we talked about it a little bit, I think my biggest kind of reaction to this game is, is that I think that Cleveland will have success against Brooklyn's defense. Um, so I'm going to go with the, the Cavs team total over 110. And then for my dog, it'll be Clippers money line. Uh, that's, that's, I think they think they get this done on the road. I'm just excited for that game. Yeah, I love that. Um, for me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in the same game here. For my lock, give me the Clippers plus the three. Well, yeah. For my, or for my, for my lock, let's go Clippers team total over. Um, that number right now is at one thirteen and a half. I think that they can get over this number, especially the way the Minnesota Timberwolves are playing defense and the way the Clippers can shoot the three ball. So I'll take that as my lock. And then for my dog, I agree with you. Clippers, give me the plus three, plus 125 here on the money line to take care of business in Minnesota and advance as a seven seed to take on Memphis in the first round of the playoffs. So there are our picks for the Tuesday night play in tournament games. Uh, Zach, I'll flip it over to you, man. What do we got for the uh, Luca update? Yeah, so for Luca, the, it confirmed that they have a left calf strain. Okay. Um, but because we still have five days and it says there's no timetable for his return. That's been set yet. Not, not wow. in a way that makes it's not like an out indefinitely type thing, but you know, they're not sharing there. And I think this is one of those, probably one of those type of smoke screen situations. Mm-hmm. Mark Stein just tweeted because we still have five days before the game and there's no injury report that comes out five days before the game. They have no obligation to share any details with, with what the recovery is going to look like. Um, but if you have that left cast strain confirmation, I think we saw, you know, uh, Jeff Stotts, who does like the injury stuff, was talking last night that the average was 16 days. Um, the shortest recovery was three days. So yeah. it does seem like this will this will affect the series in some way. I mean, I, I don't know who did you pick in this series before, but um, it does seem seem like Lucas Calf will definitely um, affect at least the early games of this series and, and, you know, ultimately the entire thing, of course. Yeah, it's going to linger for sure. I did pick Dallas over to uh, Utah, but I, I think I, I guess we guess we need to wait to see what the uh, extent or how long he's going to be out. We know the extent that it is a strained calf, but uh, the timetable, I think, is the biggest question mark. So my gut right now kind of tells me I don't think he's going to be ready for game one, which is a huge blow for Dallas Mavericks fan. Again, don't take anything. That's just my gut. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just kind of um, going with my gut says here, but um, uh but I won't be shocked if he's out there for game one either. So um, I think that just kind of puts more pressure on guys like Jalen Brunson, the Spencer Didwitty and, and, you know, their shooters to knock down shots for the Dallas Mavericks. So uh, we'll, we'll cover more if there's more information that comes out about Luca, but right now the MRI results are that it is a confirmed calf sprain and no timetable for his return as of yet. And they, like Zach said, they don't have to disclose that information until uh, they get closer to game time and have to uh, submit injury reports. Uh, that's going to bring us to the end of it, Zach. Um, two games, uh, two big games, two fun games tomorrow night in the NBA for the play in tournament. Uh, winners will be the seven seeds. Uh, definitely looking forward to it, but do you have anything else they kind of want to get off your chest before we get out of here? Uh, no, well, I guess we, we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but prediction for most exciting first round series or, or which series are you most excited for? Oh, um, let's see. You have one in mind. Let me see if I can pull it up. And see I, I was, Oh, Utah for. Dallas was it for me before this injury. Hopefully it's still, I, I still am very intrigued by Utah in these playoffs. I think they're a team that, uh, has a lot riding on them. Uh, I, I will, I will also say as a sneaky contender, heat Hawks, if we get it, uh, okay. I think heat, I, I'm very uh, bullish on the Hawks. 
have a 36 to one ticket and then to win the East, you could still get better than that now. Yeah. Um, but I think if they, I said this in the Slash channel today, if they, if they work their way into that eight seed, um, I would not be shocked if they end up being the best team out of Heat, Hawks, Raptors, Sixers. Like wow. those to me, you know, I'm, I, I've been bullish on the Hawks all year. They're starting to play their best basketball of the season right now. And they've been climbing an uphill battle to get into the playoffs all year like they've been fighting to every game so much pressure we got to stay alive in the rankings once you get there in a weird way you can kind of relax right because you have that seven game series in front of you um and and it's a completely clean slate so if the hawks get in i think they're a dangerous team in the east um with with how lethal trey was the john collins injury we're looking forward to seeing how that resolves hopefully he could play but heat hawks would be would be my sneaky contender if we do get it um I, obviously, I think heat, heat Nets would be great, too, if we do get that. Heat Cavs or Heat Hornets, I think the Heat would have no issues there. But um, Utah-Dallas, Heat – I mean, look, I think the, the, these are all great matchups, really, other than uh, Bucks bulls I think looks like kind of a dud with the way the Bulls have been playing. But yeah. everything else should be phenomenal up and down the board. Yeah, I think for me, the one I'm most interested in watching is going to be that Toronto Raptors and the Philadelphia 76ers matchup because I personally think – and we picked this on a pod this morning – I think Toronto can win that series against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, you know, this Toronto team's really turned around since the post all-star break. They're playing well. All their guys are healthy. Uh, Philly, do you have, I understand you have Joel Embiid who deservedly should win or I think is the MVP. I know they're going to give it to Jokic. James Harden, again, is the biggest question mark for me, right? And, I, and I'm talking as a Rockets fan. I've said this multiple times that you just don't know which James Harden you're going to get uh, in the playoffs. And, and, you know, he as the playoffs progress, if they get that far, he just doesn't have the stamina and, and the legs under him to kind of go through an entire playoff series or a playoff run. And we've seen this multiple times with James Harden. And, again, the whole question mark with Matisse Thybul that he's not going to be able to play in Toronto because he's not vaccinated. So they're not going to have their best defender in games three and four for the Philadelphia 76ers. So I'm, that's the one I'm most excited to watch. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I think the the one with the Heat and the Hawks, if that happens as a 1-8 matchup possibly, or I think with well, a 2-7 is going to be Boston and uh, Brooklyn if Brooklyn wins tomorrow. So that's going to be interesting That'd to watch as well. So that's going to be a crazy series too. So um, yeah, for- I, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say James Harden. I mean, you wanted to be in Philly, like yeah. Toronto is coming with smoke in the first round. Like they are not afraid of of any challenge, and these guys are gonna get up into James, and he's gonna have to respond. I, I, I love him as a player. I think he has it in him, but he he. This is not a, this is not a first round walk in the park. This is a very winnable series for Toronto. Yeah, and they have guys who are not gonna back down from the challenge and are gonna specifically make James uncomfortable, right? This is not like a series where James is going to be able to go out and get 30 and like his team might win. This is like, he needs to play well for them to win. Um, and, and it's going to be Fred Van Vliet. It's going to be Scotty Barnes. It's going to be OG. It's going to be Pascal. It's going to be Gary Trent. You know, that's five guys right there who will make, be very physical and make life tough for him. So I love the matchup for Joel Embiid, like Toronto. I think he will, he will be able to feast yeah. um, in that, in that series, but Lots of uh, lots of bodies to throw at James Harden, and it's going to be an uncomfortable series for sure. If they can conquer it, it will be very impressive. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. Yeah, we're not even sure if they're going to be they're going to get the the foul calls that they were getting in the regular season, both Joel Embiid and James Harden, because you know yeah. the intensity goes up 
maybe the officials swallow the whistles in, in the playoffs. So, you know, those guys live at the free throw line. So it's for them, it's going to be about, you know, making shots and, and then finishing around the basket and, and knocking down three point shots for James Harden. So uh, I think that's going to be a fun series as well. Um, I'll wait for NBA finals predictions. Once we have these first round matchups set, because there could be some potential upsets with the eight, one and seven, two seeds. I mean, if we, if it, even if we can call it that, I don't think it will be much of an upset, but um Anything else, Zach, before we get out of here, man? No, nah, I finally uh, finally have to uh, accept that I was wrong about the Lakers. <laughs> um, and the day the day their season ends, of course, the, the rumors come. They might try to post Jawan Howard away from Michigan, which is just a double whammy for me. Oh, um, man. That one's so going to looks like <laughs> Nick Nurse, Quinn Snyder, big names at the top of their coaching search. Um that will be interesting to uh, to see where that situation goes with Russ and everything. But credit to you, you were you were early on them uh, being done, and I tried to hang on, and now it's going to be a long summer for uh, for Lakers. Yeah, I mean it, the the conversation will be absolutely different if you know these guys were healthy, right? I mean Anthony Davis missed more than half of the season. The whole Russell Westbrook integration, I guess, never really happened. But um, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting times with uh, the LA Lakers. I mean the final game of the season, they just say, or the tweet comes out from Boge that, Hey, that's his final game of the season for the LA Lakers or as a coach of the LA Lakers. So now they're going to start their head coaching uh, search and, and what, what does the future hold for this team? So uh, definitely going to be interesting time uh, times in LA and uh, as well. It always is in the NBA, the off season storylines that we like to talk about. It's always a lot of fun with trades and signings and things like that. So, but we have yep. the NBA playoffs for us in this again, it's going to be so much fun uh, watching all of these teams in their uh, quest to hoist the NBA trophy at the end of the season. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode of the NBA gambling podcast. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday morning to recap the Tuesday night play in tournament games, as well as get you ready for some other things happening in the NBA playoffs. We'll discuss some more playoff previews as well. Just so much content coming from the NBA gambling podcast. And we do have a NBA playoff bracket challenge. First place gets $500. Make sure to follow us on SGPN NBA on Twitter. All the details are there or head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash NBA playoffs or download the app. Uh, if you have the app already, just go to that contest tab. You'll see it there with all the information on how to get into that contest. So make sure you uh, get in there to a for a chance to win $500. The bosses are feeling generous. Um, that's going to do it, Zach. Let the people know where they can find you, man. Yeah, find me uh, at NBA Zach B. Um, and yeah, in the Slack channel, going to be a great playoffs. Starts tomorrow night. Two great games. Slack channel should be popping. Yep. Um, and uh, let's get to it, man. We're, we're finally here. NBA playoffs. Yeah, hop into the Slack channel. Like Zach said, it's always a lot of fun, um, especially during playoffs time. A lot of guys chiming in with uh, picks and, 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 and derivative bets and all that good stuff. With that being said, good luck with your bets tonight in this NBA games and any other bets that you are making. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to get it. Basketball, give me, give me, give me.